be willing to overlook those particular differences and take that small moment to be able to let them know, I really would like for you to try and I really would like for you to give your best effort on this particular homework assignment. I know that you struggle in multiplication facts, but this helps you break down those particular multiplication facts. And if you need help, you can come in during recess. You can come in before school and I'll take you through those steps. And I understand what might be going through. I haven't gone through it. Let them know that you might not understand, but you might be sympathetic to their situation. So they know that they have a confidant. If things get rough, they know that they have somebody they can confide in if they're really struggling. You're listening to School Me, a podcast for new and early career educators from the National Education Association, bringing you the advice you need to bring out the best in your students and yourselves. Here's your host, Renee Carter. On this episode of School Me, we'll be talking with Rochelle Greenwell, a math paraeducator for third grade in Kent, Washington. Rochelle's been a paraeducator for eight years, and we'll be talking with her today about how paraeducators and teachers work together in classrooms to help students be successful. Welcome, Rochelle. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about your career path. You've been a paraeducator for eight years, but how did you get there or get here? My path has always been in the direction of education. In high school, I was a preschool assistant teacher and I traveled all the way through that to make sure that I ended up in education. I do currently hold a degree in elementary education I have a BA, but I choose to be a para because it's something that I enjoy as a support role. So how did you make that decision with a degree in education? You certainly could have been the teacher, but what made you decide that you wanted to be the para? But how did you decide that was the role you wanted for you? It was about a matter of discovering and knowing myself. I know myself to be someone that really advocates to be able to support others. I've always supported my family and I supported my grandparents in their older years. It's that of one that doesn't mind being in the shadows. Someone that enjoys making sure that those that are stand up in the front lines are well supported and have the necessary things that they need to be successful. What do you think is the essential ingredient for a good para-educator slash teacher relationship? The number one thing I think amongst all things is communication. It's really important to be able to communicate between those two individuals as well as understand where they're coming from. A para more than likely, oftentimes, is going to be the older of the two. That is what we're running into in most schools. So understand the teacher, if they're younger, understand the generational differences that your para is coming from. And as well as that para 
need to understand the generational mindset of where their teacher is coming from. If you two collaborate and think together and meet in the middle, it'll make a very cohesive working relationship. I can imagine that there are challenges encountered in relationships. Have you had an experience working with the teacher that was a challenging one, and how did you work through it? How did you navigate it? In this particular situation, it was more along the lines of the teacher was very new to their role, and they didn't know and understand the students while I had a little bit more background knowledge on the students. So instead of cutting them off, for lack of a better term, when a situation wasn't working well, you oftentimes just kind of look at them and then they realize, okay, now you students work within your book on this particular page. And then that was the visual communication and cue per se, that I made sure the teacher understood, and then she would come back and talk to me and be like, okay, how can I better solve this situation while there was tension, and then that way we can cut the tension so the class didn't divert into the wrong direction. Chaos. Yes, exactly. How do you build good relationships between paras and teachers? Is there advice that you can offer for building good relationships? Because you start out in one place and hopefully the relationship evolves and grows over time. What do you think are some of the things that help the relationship to grow? You have to take a moment to understand what they are or who they are, the type of personality that they are. And then in a small way, you don't have to change you, but you need to change your way of thinking how they are. And one thing that I have always noticed worked well for me is you gotta tell jokes. Thanks for listening to School Me. And a quick thank you to all the NEA members listening. If you're not yet an NEA member, visit nea.org slash whyjoin to learn about member benefits. How do students benefit from para-teacher relationships? What are the benefits for students? When a para and a teacher have a effective, cohesive working team, it helps the students not only respect the teacher, but they end up respecting the para. If the teacher values that para's either opinion or the work that they do in the classroom, that translates into the students realizing that they can go to both the teacher and the para at that time in which they're in the classroom. That also helps them if they're in a special education setting, That also helps them to put trust in the para in the times that the teacher either is busy or away from the classroom momentarily. So that way there's comfort in knowing this is somebody that I'm safe with. This is somebody that I can trust. There are always challenging 
students and challenging situations. Maybe give us an example of how you've helped with a student who perhaps is in a crisis situation or comes into the classroom from a challenging perhaps home situation or something that is happening to that student that is beyond the classroom. It's an interesting dynamic when students foster children or children in crisis have a totally different mindset than any other child. They're in survival mode and they don't think that you understand what they're going through. Some of us do. I do. So coming from a foster situation myself, it is easy to be able to talk to them and then try to help the teacher navigate their behavioral problems Mm -hmm. to be able to increase their learning. Because oftentimes, those particular students are the ones that are in our bottom half percentages, the ones that make the least amount of improvement. So if you understand what their home life is like, and then at least be able to give them a little leeway, not preferential treatment, but leeway, know that they don't have a clean bed to sleep in, know that they don't have internet to do that homework at home, know that their clothes are going to be dirty because they wear the same ones every day. Be willing to overlook those particular differences and take that small moment to be able to let them know, I really would like for you to try and I really would like for you to give your best effort on this particular homework assignment. I know that you struggle in multiplication facts, but this helps you break down those particular multiplication facts. And if you need help, you can come in during recess. You can come in before school and I'll take you through those steps. And I understand what might be going through, I haven't gone through it. Let them know that you might not understand, but you might be sympathetic to their situation. So they know that they have a confidant. If things get rough, they know that they have somebody they can confide in if they're really struggling. What do you know now that you didn't know your first day on the job and you wish someone had told you? that you have to be willing to be flexible in your routine as well as in your mentality. Oftentimes, some people think it's going to be a certain way. They have this set schedule, this set curriculum, this set way in which their day is going to go, and it invariably never goes in that direction. So you have to be willing to know, or at least I wish I knew, that things were going to change. And that you didn't fail because it didn't go the way you thought it was going to go. But you feel like you're failing (laughs) because it's not working that way. Yeah, yeah. But if you had known that I just need to be flexible, this is not the end of the world. Exactly. That, you know, it'll get better or tomorrow is another opportunity or whatever. Yes. Roll with it, as they say. Yes, very much so. Our last question What is it that you love most about your job? Wow, that's such a long list. (laughs) There are lots of things you love about your job. I do. One of the things I enjoy most about my job, my particular paraeducator role gives me the opportunity to work with several different 
teachers of several different personalities and several different diversities, as well as in different curriculum settings. They each have a different teaching style. So I enjoy working with each one of them and adapting to each one of their teaching styles. I don't do the same thing in every classroom. I might be covering the same curriculum, but to enhance that particular teacher's teaching style, I will do my work a little differently. Okay, well, Miss Mueller is working on this, and so we're going to make sure we do it this, this, and this. Remember, she introduced it to you this way. And they go, oh, okay. And then I'll go to the next class and it's the exact same thing, but the teacher had a different teaching style. Oh, okay. Well, remember, Miss Bement said that she likes you to do your arrays this, 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 and this way. Let's work on it that way. And remember, Miss Wells said that she wants your arrays to go in dots. First, you start in the columns, then you start in the rows. So each one has it a different way. And when you get to know them and the student's learning style and then the teacher's teaching style, it gives you an opportunity to broaden your own educational spectrum to be able to help the students increase their learning. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't yet, Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of School Me. And be sure to download the NEA Today app for NEA's member magazines and the latest education advice, tips, and news.